Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 16 called True Comfort. You see, it is easy to shake our head at others, wonder why they can't get it together because we're not walking in their moccasins. We're not in their shoes. If the shoe were on the other foot, if the tables were turned, what would you do? And how would you want someone to talk to you? This is what Job is saying. How would you want someone to talk to you if you were me right now and you had the boils from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head? What, how would you want someone to come to you? If we changed positions for a moment and you never know what could happen from one day to the next, right? Well, how would you want that to go? What would you want me to say to you? Well, I think you've sinned against God and you're just a miserable, terrible person, obviously. And the reason that you're, the house crashed in on your children and you lost all your stuff is because you're a dirty, rotten sinner. Comforting, huh? No, I think not. See, the Bible encourages us to get the facts first. Let every fact be confirmed. Jesus said that in Matthew 18, 16 in regard to church discipline. Okay, if your brother doesn't listen to you, then take two or three others with you, that every fact may be confirmed. Did you hear that? Every fact, not speculation. Sometimes we hear something and we start speculating or we join in with the speculators. Oh, this probably happened because of this. And there are shows just to gossip about it. Oh, did you hear? Here's the top five stories that we can all gossip together about. Yeah! Everybody's all excited at other people's misery. People jump on that train so quickly. Job said, I could have been like you. Or, five, I could strengthen you with my words, and the solace of my lips could lessen your pain. If indeed we have a friend who is hurting, whatever may be going on in their lives, I think our goal would bring, be to strengthen them with our mouth and bring solace with our lips and lessen their pain. Listen to, this is the New Living Translation of these first verses two through five. He said, I've heard all this before, what miserable comforters you are. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? <laughs> I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spout off criticism and shake my head at you. But if it were me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. Do you all turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter one? All the way in your New Testament. The Apostle Paul uh, went through all of this suffering to try to reach out to people, 2 Corinthians chapter one, and he gives us a little formula here, uh, which is kind of encased in his own personal sufferings, and he begins to praise the Lord in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, saying these words, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is the Father of mercy, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and God of what? He's the God of all comfort. Who comforts us, God does, in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction 
with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. Everybody take a peek at verse four. God comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I hope you can see that God wants to make you a vessel of comfort. One of the main ways that you can become a vessel of comfort, turn back to the book of Job, is by doing three things, and they are found in verse five. Here they are for you note takers. When you're endeavoring to comfort somebody, all in verse five, number one, you should seek to strengthen them with your lips. Number two, provide solace with your prayers, your company, or your words, or all of them. And number three, to try to lessen their pain. Really quick, strengthen them, provide solace, and lessen their pain. I've discovered something, that when I am asked to be an ambassador of comfort, I don't have to have all the answers. Uh, I've learned over the years the power of just praying with somebody. Have you? I've had people come up to me and say, do you remember that time you prayed for me? And sometimes it's years later. And frankly, I don't even remember how I prayed or what I prayed for. But it meant the world to them. In that moment, the Holy Spirit was using that prayer to bring comfort to their heart because we were going to the true source of comfort. Now, Job had not sinned, but even if someone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, Galatians 6, 1 through 3, are to restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill what? The law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Even if someone were to fall on their face in some terrible sin, and maybe that's you, maybe you have fallen on your face and you don't even know if God could love you anymore. I have good news for you. God tells his people to restore people who have fallen. Now, of course, that would mean that you're wanting to be restored. You can fight that. But if you desire to be restored, the good news is that God indeed wants you to be restored, and he'll even use his people to bear your burden. In other words, we don't want to stack burdens on people who are down. We want to do what? We want to lift them. And Job's friends, instead of lifting burdens, were putting more burdens on their shoulders. Just think about it. If you have so much on your back that you couldn't take one more straw, it's not wise for us to put something else. Well, maybe this happened because and put another stack. We don't want to do that. There may be a time and a place for that, but not when someone's about to fall over. I was dialoguing with someone the other day, and um, I was talking about church and spiritual things, and the person responded, yeah, God is on my back. (laughs) And I said, well, you should probably rather have him on your side. Amen? See, almost the way it was put was, yeah, 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 yeah. He's been trying to get my attention. (laughs) Well, you you may want to give it to him. You see, when we bring words of strength to people, when we provide solace, when we lessen pain, 
When you bring a meal to somebody, you guys are awesome about this. this is a, there's an incredible meals ministry in this fellowship. Some of you are a part of. You just bring a meal to somebody. You pray with them. Man, it means the world to them that you even thought about them. You send a text and you say, hey, you've been on my heart. I'm praying for you. I had a lady who attends here off and on. She texted me this morning. My, my husband's going into surgery. I'm so scared. Would you please pray? I just simply responded, I'm praying. Texted me three hours later, I'm so grateful. Surgery went well. Thank you for praying. See, we underestimate the power of those things. If I speak, Job 16, 6, my pain is not lessened. If I hold back, what has left me? Job says, you guys have been doing a lot of talking, but if I speak, my pain doesn't go away. If I don't speak, what has left me? I want this to go away. I want my situation to change but it's not. Now, Job is going to add some detail here that will remind us once again that in some significant way, Job foreshadows the coming Messiah. Take a look, verse 7. But now, Job thinks that God has done this to him. Remember, it was the devil, but God allowed it. But Job thinks that God's his enemy. So he says, he says now he, God, has exhausted me. He's worn me out. He's debilitated me. You could translate it. Thou hast laid waste all my company, NIV. You've devastated my entire household. Thou hast shriveled me up. It has become a witness, and my leanness rises up against me. It testifies to my face. Job is exhausted. Earlier in Job 1, when all the calamity happened to Job's family and estate, he said in Job 1.21, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remember that, Job 121? There's even a song, right? Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm almost afraid to sing that song. <laughs> Every blessing. And then it says, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say. Well, Job chose that in Job 121. But now he's saying, oh, that hurts. Yes, I said, Lord, you gave and you've taken away. Blessed be your name, but Job's still not over it. And sometimes we say something in a moment of worship, in a moment of prayer that sounds so strong and so spiritual. Wow. Look at him. Look at her. So spiritual. <laughs> and then you go home and you're like, Lord, I'm not going to sing it anymore. You give and take away. No! Give! <laughs> give and give some more. Give relief. You've shriveled me up. People look at me and they say, man, that dude's in trouble. I'm lean. Maybe Job's ribs were showing. Maybe he couldn't keep food down. He had had a fever. He had the boils. He had so many terrible things going on. Probably lost a bunch of weight. Maybe he looked in the mirror and went, ah, is that really me? Some of you are saying, I've done that recently. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, that Job looking at his body you know, maybe he was a fit man. Maybe, you know, he was healthy looking and now he's a disaster. 
Not only has he virtually lost everything, but his physical appearance is also a witness to others. He might say, all I have to do is look in the mirror. I'm shriveled up. I'm lean. I'm diseased. Oh, God, why? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Can you imagine, though, that Job, looking at his body, you know, maybe he was a fit man, maybe, you know, he was healthy looking, and now he's a disaster. Not only has he virtually lost everything, but his physical appearance is also a witness to others. He might say, all I have to do is look in the mirror. I'm shriveled up. I'm lean. I'm diseased. Oh, God, why? The source of both the attacks on Job in Job 1 and 2 was Satan. But Job doesn't know everything that went on that we read about that was happening in the heavenly places. Job thinks that God is the source and that God is angry with him. He thinks that God is mad and God's pouring out his wrath. Is God mad at Job? No. And sometimes I think some of us think that God is mad at us when he's not. Do you remember when Moses, the second water miracle, God says, I want you to, first time you struck the rock, this time I want you to go speak to the rock and water will come out. And Moses had had enough. Moses had reached the breaking point like a parent on a long trip in a car with the kids in the back. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Shut up! I'm going to turn this car around. We had some times in the car with my kids where they'd start going at it, and I told them we're going to go get a burrito or something, and then I'd say, there's no burrito. We're going home. No Miguel's for you. Wait a minute. That means I can't have any either. Maybe I should just buy one for myself and eat it in front of them. Revels. So Moses strikes the rock, right? But he strike it a couple of times, and the water flowed out. And God said to Moses, come into my office. I told you to speak to the rock. Now, 
Uh, many of you have heard that we believe Moses was acting out prophecy. Jesus was struck once for the salvation of the world. Now you just have to call upon the name of the Lord. So it's probably a prophetic picture. But God also said to Moses, you misrepresented me. I was not angry with the people. And by you doing that, you led them to believe that I was angry with them and I wasn't. Many of you have a view of God that you think God's mad at you all the time. Can I tell you, he's not. He loves you so much that he gave his only son. His son continually intercedes for his people, pouring out grace upon grace upon grace into our lives. I am not saying that God doesn't discipline us at times, but if he disciplines us, it's for our good that we might share in his holiness and not get hit or run over by a truck or a train. Everybody with me? It's protective. But Job has this view of God right now that he can't understand. Jesus was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, like from one from whom men hide their face. He was despised and we did not esteem him. This is an accounting term. It means a reckoning of value upon him. People looked at Jesus when he had been whipped and was falling under the weight of the cross. And then when he was dying on the cross, the religious leaders especially thought, He's under the curse of God. There's no way that the Messiah should be suffering in that way. He's going to take the seed of David. He's going to overcome the Romans. This is not the way it should work. It does not fit with my religious worldview. And do you know what it caused many of them to do? Reject God in human flesh. He came to his own, and his own would not receive him. Why? Because they had a preconceived notion about how the Messiah should fulfill the scriptures that they understood. And they couldn't see past it. Their pride kept them away. His anger has torn me. Job thinks God has mad at him and hunted me down, verse nine. He has gnashed at me with his teeth. My adversary glares at me. Job pictures God as a vicious predator, hunting him down, gnashes his teeth, glares at him, just waiting for the next strike. Sometimes I think that's what we think. God's just waiting to beat me over the head with a family Bible the minute I get out of the line. Whack! <laughs> but God is not our adversary. He's our advocate. Amen? We have an adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That's Satan. God is our advocate, not our adversary. But Job is at a place subjectively in his experience and emotion where life makes it feel like God is his adversary. You ever been there before? Okay, I know God loves me. I know he's my advocate. But what in the world's going on? Lord, sometimes subjectively in our experience and feeling, we feel like God may be our adversary, but he's not. This is why we need to be reminded about the truth. Because if we start seeing things the wrong way, we're going to end up in a bad spot. He loved me and gave himself up for me. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
For by these he is granted to us, 2 Peter 1, 4, precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Job, his life, the community, everybody looks at him and says his life is a disaster. He's probably sitting on the ash heap for a a time outside the city gate and people are walking by and thinking, the guy is a disaster. He must have done something wrong. He goes on, he says, they have gaped at me, verse 10, with their mouth. They've slapped me on the cheek with contempt. They have masked themselves against me. People jeer, New Living Translation, and laugh at me. They slap my cheek in contempt. A mob gathers against me. Now, Job, remember, in Job 2.8, he's got the boils and he's taking a piece of broken pottery and he's scraping them, probably scraping the pus, and he's sitting on an ash heap and his friends throw dust up in the air and he's outside the city gate and people come walking by and now we're getting a little bit more detail about what happened. You know what happened? Mobs began to gather around Job and say, you... They gape their mouth. I had to look up gape. It's actually something used in Psalm 22. I'll show you in a moment in the New King James. But to gape is to do something like this. It's to open your mouth wide like. And that's what they were doing to Job. They were walking by him in his misery and going, oh, Job. Can you picture the teenagers coming by? Job, look at his boils. Stop a picture of the boils. Selfie. <laughs> Job's boils. And it got so bad that apparently people came by and started slapping him in the face. And apparently Job was too weak to defend himself. You've been listening to True Comfort Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 16. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. With our app, you can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Michael Lance serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services for both you and your kids. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from our Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, you may be in in the position, instead of thinking about comforting somebody else, you need some comfort. And, you know, there's, there's a beautiful, there's a name in the Old Testament Nehemiah literally means Yahweh, God, comforts. Isn't that beautiful? The name of Nehemiah. Now, sometimes, let's be honest though, we need comfort from the Lord and maybe we're just not feeling it. Or maybe as the little boy, you know, there was a lightning storm and uh, he said, you know, dad came into the room, daddy, I'm scared and Jesus will be with you, said the dad. And he said, well, right now I need someone with skin on. (laughs) And look, you know, that may be the case and maybe you need some practical comfort. You need someone to help you. This is where the local church comes in. This is where the body of Christ is the hands and the feet. We comfort 
uh, others. We weep with those who weep. We rejoice with those who rejoice. We we become his hands and his feet. And brethren, I would say to you, maybe if we took that as the body a little bit more seriously, if we're not right now, then maybe more of these needs could be met. I mean, I throw that out, not trying to beat up anybody, but just saying, Lord, make me a vessel. And if you know, we don't have that old 20% rule, 20% of the church does, you know, most of the work. Let's change that. And I think the body would be so much more effective. Amen? Well, hey, I'd like to invite you to our Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. And uh, right now we're going through Medicine for the Soul, studies in the book of Psalms, selected Psalms, and they're so incredible and so powerful and we'd love for you to join us wednesday night 7 p.m 1009 arsenal way in the city of corona right off the 91 freeway and lincoln avenue now if you live outside of the corona area inland empire you can catch that service on our youtube channel it does live stream at 7 p.m each wednesday night now the easiest way to connect with all of that is when you go to walkintruth.com That's walkintruth.com. God bless you. So glad you're listening. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing. Please continue to pray for us. God is doing great things. We love you. See you here tomorrow. And don't forget, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job, but you can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app, the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow on this station for the conclusion of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 16 called True Comfort. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.